Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. This is a public service announcement. When you uh, address the Queen, you have a bow or curtsy. Thank you for listening. And this is Mags from the Badlands podcast, available only on Brain Buster Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Queen's Court with your girl, the Queen of N.E., and I am so excited for this episode, you guys. I have someone here who I just love so dearly, so I'm excited to bring that guest on in a moment, but this episode is going to be titled, Put Me In Vince. And my guests and I are going to discuss underutilized wrestlers in WWE. We're going to talk men. We're going to talk women. We're going to talk who we think should be pushed in 2019. Maybe how we'd like to see that happen. So this is going to be a fun one. So without further ado, I have here my dear friend from Brain Buster Radio, Wrestling Reverbs, Joshi. Hi, bud. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. So happy that you asked me to be here. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> I had to have you on. You had me on your show so graciously. <laughs> and I just, you know, had to ask you because I knew your perspective and your opinions were going to be stellar. So <laughs> for Put Me In Vince, I asked you to come up with, you know, two guys, two girls. So as the guest... I would love you to go first. Why don't we start with the ladies? Okay. So um, I'll do my first one. And Mm -hmm. that first lady is Dana Brooke. I think Dana Brooke has been underutilized, a little bit overlooked. And I think she's one that's going to be, that I would like to see have an attempt at breaking that glass ceiling. Because, listen, Dana... I understand that Dana's had um, a little bit of a rough time since her call-up. She was with Charlotte, and then she just kind of is just one of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you've watched Dana's work in NXT and her progression from NXT until now, it's night and day different. She is 
a talent that I think has a lot more to offer than the opportunities that she's been given. Because every time she is given an opportunity, albeit if it's just in a 15-second squash with Ronda Rousey, hey, mm-hmm. that's still 15 seconds of TV that she has to sell for Ronda and make Ronda look a million bucks. And that is the beauty of Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke can make people look really nicely, even if it's just getting beat up. It's still... Mm-hmm. It takes two to tango. And I just think Dana, um, if you listen to her reaction at WrestleMania from the crowd, the crowd won it. I think I think this is someone people could get behind if given enough opportunity to. You know what? I think you're right. And she was actually one of my choices as well. But I have a contingent, so we're good. <laughs> but I so agree. You know, she may need a little bit of help on the mic, but that's okay. She hasn't had a lot of exposure on main card. So I feel like the more she gets comfortable being on TV multiple times and not as somebody's, you know, accountant or whatever the hell she was, mathematician, I don't even know. Statistician. That's the word. (laughs) Statistician. (laughs) That was the most ridiculous thing. Poor girl. Anyway, so, yeah. Hey, but to your point, sorry to to butt in, but to your point, to your point, a statistician. Dana Brooke took that opportunity and she made the very most of it. That to me is someone that's dedicated to their job because they're doing what they're told and they're making a hundred percent of that opportunity. Dana to me saw that as an opportunity to get on TV. Um, mm-hmm. Dana to me, an opportunity to work alongside Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil to, to get better at every aspect of wrestling. Cause there's more to wrestling than just wrestling. Now, Dana Brooke, I probably, you will agree with this. Um, and this isn't a knock on her. She's not the most, you know, technically sound wrestler we've ever seen, mm-hmm. but she certainly can get things done when needed in the ring. And I think more of an opportunity um, will give her that to show us that she, maybe we, she can do a lot more than we even know. And I think to your point uh, with the mic stuff, I think it would be the perfect opportunity to bring Paige back on television. Why can't she? Why can't Paige mani- manage someone like Dana Brooke? What a different kind of duo that would be. Paige mm-hmm. with her knowledge of the business, helping someone that, you know, maybe is a little inexperienced with wrestling. Why not have someone like Paige do the talking for her? Yeah, and I totally agree. And I only say poor girl because I felt so bad that that's what they gave her. But you're 100% right. The way that she made that her thing and was so engaged, like she gave it 100%. She didn't say nothing. But her uh, behavior at ringside it was great. You could tell she was invested in what she was doing. It was her opportunity to be on screen and she wasn't going to squander that. And that is the reason that she was one of my picks as well. I wrote that girl doesn't squander her opportunities. And I feel like if she were to get a push, she would, uh, you know, make that happen to the best of her ability. Yeah, definitely. I, I 100% agree. Well, it's funny also that you say Paige, because guess who my contingent was? (laughs) It's Paige. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hysterical that you said that. But this is exactly where I'm going with this one. So Paige was my contingent that I'll put in for my first Dana Brooke. And Paige, I think, was doing her best stuff as the GM of SmackDown Live. Yeah. She was beloved by the people, which she already was, of course, because of yeah. her wrestling. 
But since she's hurt and can't wrestle anymore, and it's very dangerous for her to do so, this was a great move, right? To put her in the spotlight so we can still have our girl on TV. And she was excellent at being the general manager of SmackDown. And when she was removed, I was really genuinely sad. I was like, oh, we're getting rid of that? I mean, okay, I guess. But what? where is she going to go? And since she's been pulled from TV, where has she been? Yeah, no. honestly, she's right? nowhere. Nowhere. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is a wasted opportunity. That girl can do so many different things. She could be a manager, like you mentioned. She could do backstage spots. She could do a commentary. Did you see her at Mania on the pre-show? Just saying. That's she a did commentary for, for the, the Iconics match. She did. And she yep. did commentary for the, the tag title match. You're right. So why is it taking until now for them to utilize this girl? And was that a one-off? Are they going to try and make her more permanent? I would love that personally. I think that she needs to be on screen more. She's a joy. She's one of my favorite female wrestlers. I was devastated when she got hurt. But to me, they took her off TV and that was a big, big, big mistake. I agree. I want more of Paige on my screen mm-hmm. because just because you can't wrestle. I've said this many times. WWE is an entertainment company that just happens right. to feature wrestling. So there's so many more avenues, like you explained, commentary or um, backstage spots or manage whatever it may be. There is so much more than just the stuff that goes on in the ring. And mm-hmm. Paige has a great mind for the business. You can tell she, she obviously grew up in the business. She knows what she's talking about when it comes to wrestling. And she clearly still has a love for it. So she should be used more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. So who's your number two lady? Okay, so um, it's hard to get just two. Yeah, I know. There's, there's a whole, a there's, a whole there's a whole list of um there's a whole list of ladies and dudes that I really wanted to pick. But for my second one, I thought I'd go to NXT, and that's Candice okay. LeRae. Um, oh, for, I'm so glad you said that. Very obvious reasons that that lady is more than just Johnny's wife. And as much as I love the interactions between her and Johnny, I think it's really nice. That girl can wrestle circles around a lot of people. I have seen that girl wrestle so many different places, and the times that she has got to wrestle on NXT, she's done nothing short of extraordinary stuff. I think she's genuinely one of the better wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to see more Candice wrestling. I just want to see more of it. And I really hope that this year, once we weave out the packs of where the NXT talent are kind of going and new challenges for the NXT Women's Championship and whatever the year brings, I really hope Candice is in that conversation because she's too good to be overlooked. Oh, my God. I so agree. You're stealing my people, Joshy. Sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. No, it's good. I have a whole list of contingents, like you said, and don't worry, we'll have an honorable mention section. Okay, good. So, Candice, oh, my God, you're so right. That girl... You said it perfectly. Can wrestle circles around a lot of people. I used to watch Candice LeRae on the indie, indie scene, which is where I first, you know, got introduced to Johnny Gargano as well. But her work with Joey Ryan as a tag team, oh, that girl's a monster. Like, she's a beast. And she's tough as nails. 
Um, and I, I don't I don't get it. Why are we making her Johnny's wife? Yeah, okay, she's married to the guy. That's great. But, you know, hello. She can have her own and stand on her own. She doesn't need Johnny. <laughs> she can have her own spotlight, you know? And it, like I said, it's cool to see that. I love seeing yeah. that, you know, those, oh, you know, moments. But what? why is it so against it to do? If you really want to do it, can't you do both? It really doesn't hurt, you know, anyone. <laughs> it just yeah. helps. Um, if Candace is wrestling and not only that, it can help Johnny as well, because it is in the zone of, if they really want to, you know, make Johnny this everyday guy and he's got this, you know, girl next door, um, Mm -hmm. aren't they meant to be Johnny and Candace wrestling? So shouldn't Candace be wrestling to kind of match that moniker as well? So it just goes with the whole shtick that they're trying to kind of provide to the audience of these two just love wrestling and they're wrestlers, you know, they're, yes. they're the wrestling couple. Um, so Candace should be utilized in that in the same way that, because I think, um, I don't know who will agree with me or not, but I think that Candace could be the female equivalent of Johnny Gargano. They're the same oh, character. Yeah. They can be the, she can be that underdog. Could you imagine her going against someone like Shayna Baszler in the sense of that underdog story versus that right. menacing, just disgusting heel? Absolutely. My God, that's just money. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's money in the bank and they're, they're wasting it. They're wasting it. So I too am very hopeful right now that he's won the NXT title and I think a couple of the ladies may, you know, shift and move soon that she slides into one of those spots. She deserves to. She needs to be on people's TV. People don't understand. And she was in that uh, that uh, battle royale last night. Nobody knew. Yeah. I saw her I on know. the screen. I, I was talking I to people seen... and they were like, wait, she was in it? I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yes. Me and my brother noticed. And mm-hmm. I was like, who's that girl? And then my brother Dylan said to me, he goes, it's like Candace, and I'm like, it's Candace LeRae. And then before you know, you blink, and I was like, oh, I didn't even notice Candace got eliminated. I don't know if it was yeah. on TV. I, I really don't know, but um, it's a shame because she doesn't. The problem with Candace is that she is the girl next door, and she does have that girl next door look. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean this is a knock on her at all, but if you don't put her in a position where she's, you know, known to everyone, she does get lost. She's very, yeah. I hate those kind of characters. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, um, what Daniel Bryan was, is mm. that they're, and again, this is no disrespect, no discredit to their talent or their, you know, their hard work, but they are easily forgettable if they're not put in a prominent role. They're right. very easily just swept to the back. And again, not discredit to their work. No. I hear you. Really, I do. Oh, man, what a great choice. We obviously agree here, and I'm hoping (laughs) we see her very, very soon. Me too. So I'm going to put in my next one, and that's Nikki Cross. Mm. So Nikki Cross, for me, is one of the coolest, most underrated talents. I remember seeing her in NXT, of course, but when she was first called up, they didn't really do anything. Right. They, she made an appearance, but not quite. And then they put her in a little bit of a prominent role and then nothing. Right. And now I don't even know where she is. That girl has. Uh, I don't know what kind of button 
she turns on, I don't know what kind of energy drink she takes before she comes out. That's like 110 miles per hour at all times. Effort, talent, charisma, the crazy, unhinged, manic, like the she'll smile and giggle one minute and then bash your face in the next. Her stuff with Ciampa in NXT was amazing. I'm just, I don't understand why she's on main card and not being utilized. This is a great challenger. She would have been great to challenge Asuka for the SD uh, women's title belt, by the way, if they didn't do this merging thing. That would have been great. Their last woman standing match in NXT was unbelievable. One of my favorite ones. And nothing. Where is she? I don't know where she is. She got lost back in, in catering, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Nikki was one of the people on my list as well. Um, okay, good. <laughs> uh, she is, she does crazy. Listen, crazy has been done so many times in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very utilized gimmick, but the thing is with wrestling is that yes, you can do gimmicks that have been, um, done before, but to do those gimmicks that have been done time and time again, you have to be very good at them. And Nikki Cross is that crazy she plays crazy better than i think i've ever seen in wrestling um yes she's very good at it she like you said she just pushes that button flicks the switch and she's a different person you know they say in wrestling that um the best gimmicks are the ones you know that are just yourself turned up to 11 but also in wrestling it's also the ones that are the complete opposite of you the um the ones that you aren't but you you know how to be. That mm-hmm. works as well as res- in wrestling. And Nikki Cross is that. She is cuckoo. She is just <laughs> nuts. And she is. She is a, like you said, her stuff in NXT with Asuka, man, that stuff was so good. Um, and she would have been a great challenger for Asuka, um, but they went mm-hmm. in a different route. But, yeah, um. Yeah. Even her performance in the Battle Royal this year at WrestleMania, she was eliminated fairly quickly. Um, I know. She didn't get a spot to shine. And I thought with the, you know, because most of that Battle Royal was the, you know, mid-card of the women's division. It wasn't the top workers in the division. Um, Therefore, you'd think you would use it. And, yeah, okay, they did with some other stars. But for people like Nikki Cross... Why wasn't she utilized a little bit more just to show her stuff? She didn't mm-hmm. have to win. She didn't have to, you know, be down to the final two or three, but just a little longer just to utilize her in a better way. It's just mm-hmm. a is a shame that she isn't getting used the way that we know that she can because we know that she can go. We know that she has a great character. If you've seen some of the work that she's been doing in those dot-com exclusives, they've been stellar. Yes. They've been so good and – that's the kind of stuff I at least want on my TV. Let's mm-hmm. just hope and pray that um the next few months kind of turn that around. We got money in the bank coming up. Hopefully she can kind of gather a spot into that. That'd be um, great. But I don't think I'll hold my breath. But um you're right. Um she definitely needs to be used way, 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 way more than she's being used. Yeah, I mean it's untapped potential. Really it is. Her Instagram videos, just as a side note, her social media game, real strong. Real strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's creepy, 
but in the best way possible. I, I don't know, man. They got they got to do it. Hopefully I they'll agree. pull the trigger, but you're right. Let's not hold our breath because we might die. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that, do we? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch gears and let's talk about the men. So talk to me about your first choice for underutilized male wrestlers. I'm not even kidding. The first name I wrote down before literally anyone was the first person that come to my brain and the first person that I knew I needed to talk about as Mike Kanellis. Mike Kanellis is one of my favorites in the entire company. He's got a slight bit of an edge going into 205 now and I'm Mm -hmm. super glad him and Maria are just obviously they have a chemistry being married um, but they just play off each other so well and yes. that dude can go and that dude um again with the tangent of maria they just are just they could be so much more even even if they were to stay on two of 205 i hope they get somewhat of some, some guidance behind them somewhat of a push behind them because god dang they're just so good and i've seen their work in other places and I know how good they can be and this is not the best that they can be right they just need a little fire behind them just to and they have gotten the ball a little bit rolling in 205 but Mm -hmm. so much more could be done that dude is so good and you know what testament to him because he hasn't had a very good time on the main roster and you can tell that that dude wants to do more in WWE. You can tell that he genuinely wants to be in this company and waiting and waiting and trying for his opportunities wherever he can. And Hey, if two Oh five live is where you can get things done. There is no shame in that at all. Oh, I totally agree with you. And to caveat that too, Yesterday they went like live on 205 and and the WWE Twitter yeah. and he was calling out everybody. Yep, <laughs> he I was think just that. like, yeah, use me. Let's go. It's your last chance. Put me in. I mean, he is really hustling. Yep. He like Dana Brooke, don't squander opportunities because I think for her and for him, they come so few and far in between. So I feel like he gets that push on 205. He could be a contender for the title for sure. Wouldn't you love oh. to see him versus Tony Nese? I would love that. Yeah, I would love to see. Mike Canellas to me is one of those dudes that can get in the ring with anybody and and he can he he has a good chemistry with a lot of people, which mm-hmm. is something that not every wrestler has. You can have some of the best wrestlers in the world that can't go with everybody. And he right. is a guy that can match his his style is so um all-rounded for lack of a better term um that he can just he can mix up with the little dudes he can mix it up with the big dudes he can play a heel i've seen him play a face he knows he he understands wrestling and he loves wrestling and to me that is the kind of stuff that will always push through even if it's not in wwe he will always push through and um i really hope that he is one that stays in WWE because I think he's hustling and I think his opportunity is really coming. I honestly think that. And I think he could be a pretty decent player wherever he's put. 
I think it'd be honestly, I think he'd be a great member of NXT. Yeah, I think so too. I just was going to ask you if you thought that, but you beat me to it. So yeah, I think the same. I think he could really do well in NXT. And I'm kind of wondering as a side note real quick, do you think 205 is going to get absorbed by NXT? Um, Absorbed in what way? Like as in it won't be on uh, after SmackDown anymore and they'll put it with NXT and maybe kind of cross so. promote both shows. So people on NXT can go to 205 and vice versa? I would really like to see that because the one thing – I've so um, for anyone that doesn't know, I think I've said this to you before, Queen, but mm-hmm. um, for the last six months or so, I've been really getting into 205 Live. And mm-hmm. um, it's consistently the best show that WWE puts on every week, and that's NXT included. I genuinely think that. Best yep. wrestling, um, best character development. Um, it's just a really good, consistent show. Um, and the thing that hurts it the most is the fact that it's on after SmackDown. We've already yes. seen everyone we want to see. Um, here's the thing though. SmackDown moves to Fridays come October. So Ugh. what's 205 going to move with SmackDown? Is 205 going to be absorbed by NXT? Is 205 going to start getting taped at the same time as Raw? What's the go here? We we genuinely don't know because at the end of the day, WWE don't put a lot of emphasis on 205. Um, and that's a shame because you look at the talent top to bottom in, in 205, it's the best roster WWE probably has. Um, it's arguable with NXT, but um, I really do hope, I hope that they absorb it to, N- to NXT. And yeah, I think, could you imagine the you listen to the crowd in the cruiserweight classic at full sale they would appreciate that a lot more than a a wider audience because right listen wwe put out a lot of content but they don't expect everyone to watch everything they just try to cater to every audience so they don't mm-hmm. go anywhere else 205 is an audience it does have an audience and it does cater to a minority it isn't a majority of the audience but it is a minority of the audience but it's right. still a minority. It's still a section of your audience. So I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think they're going to cancel it anytime mm-hmm. soon. Nope. I do think it'll stay because at the end of the day, it's still money that they're making. Sure. And it's it's still driving people to the network. It's still whatever it may be. Um, it's something they could pr- promote that they have live content every week on the network. So I don't think it's going anywhere. I hope it gets absorbed by NXT and I hope we see some – um, kind of cross-promotion kind of deal with that. And then you get to see people from 205 on NXT as well, like going right. back to Mike Kanellis. And could you imagine Mike and Maria in NXT? I think they could be top players. Oh, without a doubt, easily. And that's why I would push for NXT and 205 to merge in that way. SmackDown going to Fridays, I think, is going to be a problem regardless because it's a Friday. It's a it's a terrible day for me. I'm thinking about watching it, and I'm like, I won't watch it live. I'll record it. I can't. I won't be able. I won't be able to watch it live. It will be on a Saturday morning for me. I work. Yes. I have things to do on the weekend. If I'm off, sure, I'll watch it live. But I'm gonna have to come home and spend a little bit of my Saturday night uh, watching SmackDown because mm-hmm. listen, it'll air at like 10:30 in the morning on a Saturday. In Australia, yeah. that's really not ideal um, 
time. It's not. Nope, for, it's not for anybody, you, especially for, for you. you. For me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's. Listen, I'll catch it when I can, and I hope to watch it live because I love watching wrestling live. But a lot of the time, it's going to be my Saturday afternoon, Saturday night kind of viewing, um, which is and a what shame a bummer, because right? Wednesdays is when SmackDown airs here during the day, and right. that's perfect for me. I usually work in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Um, I usually can watch SmackDown live, live. Um, so yeah. um, it is a shame, but it is. I mean. I don't think I don't know about you in in the states, but Friday night television is some of the worst ratings that yes. Australian TV can pull off here because nobody who sits around and watches the TV on a Friday night. Usually nobody I know. Friends, family, you have a few drinks or something on a Friday night. People work on Friday nights around yes. here. Um, it's just not good night for television, and I mean Saturday morning is even worse. <laughs> I mean, I know. Even worse. Terrible. So, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's it. I don't know if um if Fox is Fox is got it over there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it will stay on a Friday night. To be honest with you, but Fox show a lot either. of stuff. They have a lot of different programming that almost it's kind of a um seems like a bit of a burden to bring wrestling on because there's really nowhere you can put it that isn't the same time as Raw. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, and therein lies the problem. I like that it's going to Fox. I think the network as a whole is going to allow for more creativity and a little darker vibe, which I've been craving for because that's going to be, you know, PG-13, so to speak. And uh, we call it here TV-14. But, you know, it's a mistake to put it on a Friday night, in my opinion. Um, And I want to watch it live, but I got shit to do. So. You know, and, and everybody else does, too. So, I yeah, I digress. But you're right. You're right. And I hope things for 205 improve. And I really hope they go with NXT and not stay with SmackDown. That's what yeah. we're hoping for here. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So my first pick for the men is going to be Apollo Cruz. Now, Apollo, for me is another untapped potential. Very talented, charismatic, decent enough on the mic. Move sets very strong. He can high fly or strong style. He's got the muscles for that, for sure. He's a smaller dude, but that's okay. Doesn't bother me. And he was with Titus Worldwide. I think that killed him. And now, not really sure what he's doing. So it's a shame. I think he would be a great presence in a more prominent position. I would love to see him go for, like, you know, a belt. <laughs> Any, yeah. Anywhere would be good. <laughs> I don't care where. <laughs> Wherever makes him happy, you know. He wants to go to NXT, let him go. I don't care. If they're going to do this cross-promotion stuff anyway, why not? But if it's going to be on Raw still or if he gets, you know, shake up or whatever's going to happen, I'd love to see him try for the Intercontinental or the United States belt. That's kind of my thoughts on Apollo. What do you think? Um, yeah, Apollo is definitely one that comes to my mind. Um, he is tremendous talent in the ring. Um, I, does, I do think he lacks mic talking skills, promo skills are a little, right. a little lacking, but you can teach that. Um, mm-hmm. You cannot 
teach the way that he wrestles because he wrestles so uniquely and that's the beauty he's got enough wrestling skill to make up for the lack of the other side of things because there's always someone around that can help him there's always someone they can pair him with there's always something um again i agree with you i hope he's going for some kind of championship soon whether it's united states intercontinental tag team Whatever it may be, I really just hope they do utilize him more. Um, it's not really too much more to say in Apollo because we know how good he is in the ring. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I enjoyed with him recently is when he came out to mock Bobby Lashley in the pose-off. I thought that was hysterical. And I'm like, see? He's got the charisma. Yeah, I, yeah, it's decent enough on the mic. It's not great. But like yeah. you said, that can be trained. You can learn to be a little bit better or you can have a mouthpiece or you could do less you know there's ways around it but exactly 100 nail on the head you can't teach the wrestling skills that he has so no way 100 <laughs> percent agree sir talk to me about your final choice top two for the men okay so um again i had a lot of people that i went through and I don't mean to stick on 205 Live, but here I go again. Um, (laughs) The one that I think should be utilized way more, I think that this guy could be, I really do think he could be a huge underdog top star, and that's Callisto. I Mm. think Callisto can, he could have been our generation of Rey Mysterio. I really do do think that, and um, look at his... He is crazy in the ring. He can do stuff. He is the modern-day Rey Mysterio in a WWE land. Um, He can do things that, you know, a lot of people can't do. He's great representation for that lucha style. And, you know, look at his times that he's had against, like, Braun. Remember that little Mm -hmm. brief, like, interaction they had for a couple of weeks? Um, Mm -hmm. He can be that character. And, you know, I don't mean to just keep... Um, comparing him to Ray, but he That's is right. that. He mm-hmm. is today's Ray, and I just would love to see him utilized in more of that role. Because listen, lucha guys and stuff, you know, the they don't have to necessarily be great talkers. That that's not what they're there for. They're there to right. just be the little dude. They're little bit. They're there to be David. They're there to be, you know, the the underdogs of of the company and. Rey Mysterio was a world champion. Callisto, yes. to me, could get to that level one day. I'm not saying he's ready for that right now, but he could be in that mid-card to upper mid-card status on Raw or SmackDown. Um, I think Callisto has that potential, but even on 205 Live, he's not being utilized in a way that he should be. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. He could have been a lot more in the past couple of years than he is now, you know, it's Lucha wrestling is such a magnificent thing to watch. And I feel like WWE gets it wrong a lot, yep. especially with him. Yep. There's a lot of untapped potential. I know we've been saying that all episode, but that's what this is about, right? Yeah. He's got a lot in there and he's funny and He's engaging with the audience and he's engaging with the universe, which I think is great. And there are ways to do that. I feel like the Lucha style wrestlers, we we get two types. We get your Kalistos and Rey Mysterios and we get your Alberto Del Rios and Almas. The rich 
you know, Mexican or Latino or whatever. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Vibe where they come in in a suit, you know, the cars and that whole shtick, or they're Rey Mysterio or Kalisto with the mess. And I feel like there's so much more that can happen here. Why aren't we exploring other avenues? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not sure who might agree with that, but that's kind of like the vibe that I get from WWE. I think even Eddie Guerrero to an extent was, I think, his own animal, but I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, WWE don't get things right when it comes to that kind of lucha. Like you said, it's the Andrades and the mm-hmm. um, Alberto Del Rios versus the Ray, the Callisto, the, the, you know, um, all of that Sankara, kind of stuff. All of them, yeah. yeah. And they know that they could utilize them way more, but they almost don't know how to. They're just like, how do we book someone? Um, like Callisto to do this kind of stuff because to me you should just get out the book of how you booked Ray mm-hmm. and book him that way. We sure. don't care about that kind of stuff. I said this so many times on my show and I've said so many times to you. Listen, look at the Kofi Kingston story, the actual story of it, not the people involved, but look at the story of it. How many times has that story been done in wrestling? So right. many times. So do many. We care. Do no. we care? It's because it's good. If it ain't if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Just take how you booked Ray and book Callisto in nearly the exact same way, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it will work. It will work. Yeah, I agree. I agree here. All right. So I'm gonna switch and put someone I had in my honorable mentions into my second spot. I moved that second spot into honorable mentions. Okay. Just because I got a little bit of inspired by this conversation. My second one is Drew Gulak. Now, Ooh. 205 slash NXT, because he's been at NXT for a little bit. Yeah. That man can go. Oh, he yeah. He can really go. I was watching a couple of his matches in 205 and in NXT, and I'm sitting here like, why isn't this dude on my TV? Like, more. I should see him more. I just got invested in a match in a guy that I don't really watch very often. And I was like, what? It's over? What do you mean? But I want him to keep going. Can he wrestle again? That would be great. Let's. I'll just rewind it. I will watch it again. That's very rare for me in 205. I'm not the biggest fan. There are people I like. There are people I like. But as a product as a whole, mm, I don't know. But he 
is probably my favorite one other than Buddy Murphy. So I don't know what's going on. I'm hoping he gets a real NXT push. I would love to see him go a little bit more there. But, man, they haven't really used him at all. No. I agree. Um, I think Drew is one that, because I watch 205, Mm -hmm. um, I see him a lot. He's on the show a lot, but he's never involved in anything. Um, He's just there. Yeah. He's a lot more than that. And that dude can talk. That dude can, he has great, great acting. Um, Mm -hmm. He has, he's a great worker, obviously that's nonetheless, but um, if you even watch his stuff on the original incarnation of 205, he was doing all that PowerPoint presentations and he was, you know, no high flyers (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. And it was ridiculous and it it was was so good. Um, (laughs) So that just shows that he can do anything. He can really can. He can do comedy. He can do serious. He can do face. He can do heel. He can get it done in the ring. He can speak. He can go to NXT and mix it up with people and and adapt his style to kind of anywhere. He's real good. Um, I honestly didn't think of him on the forefront of my mind, so I'm glad you brought him up. Good. I'm glad too because, you know, I wanted to throw in one that I didn't watch regularly that I that I saw and it caught my attention right off the bat so i wanted to throw in one of those which is why i said you know what? i'm really inspired by this Kalisto conversation i'm going to switch because i think we need to talk about him more so good i'm glad that you agree yeah all right honorable mentions let's talk you know give me some names here give me three other honorable mentions that you'd like to throw into the ring so to speak are these can be all girls or men, both. Whatever you room. want. Okay, first one, first and foremost, I know that you're going to have her on your list somewhere, and it's Ember Moon. Yep. Uh, Ember Moon is one that, listen, I don't think she's the most exciting character in the world. I honestly mm-hmm. don't. Again, that's easily fixed, whether easily. you put her with someone or try, just do something different. That girl is, I hate, I will not accept when people, I don't argue about wrestling very much. I'm pretty easygoing. You know that. I'm I do. Listen mm-hmm. to everyone's points. But the only time I won't listen to someone is when one of the only times I won't listen to someone is when people tell me Ember Moon is just a finish. No. Uh, no. Yes, that eclipse is cool. And I will admit it's a cool finisher, but that girl can do so much more than just the eclipse. And Agreed. she has spark, but I feel like that character she's portraying at the moment just is not her. I no. feel like it's that's not her fire. She needs something added or something removed or just something different. Um, I hate being one of those people that are just like, turn her heel. I honestly don't think that's the case with her. No. I don't think she needs to turn heel. I don't think she is a heel character. Hey, she could be, but I don't think she, I don't think she has that in her. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great baby face, and I think people can get behind her if if we just give her a chance and just change something. She needs to tap into some kind of other world. Just She needs to go into a different place in her mind, mm-hmm. or she just needs to be more of herself. Because I yeah. don't think what she's in the ring is is what Amber Moon is. I don't, I don't think that that's her. Right. Well, I, I can hear that. She was definitely on my list. Um, 
I'm going to throw Sanity at you. Mm. Sanity, I love faction wrestling. You know I love New Japan. And factions are kind of my thing. I like that factions are together, but I like that they can still shine as individuals. It's what Undisputed Era does very, very well. Yeah, they do. Very well. I want Sanity to be that. I like creepy, weird stuff. I love The Undertaker. Hello. So, (laughs) their vibe, the gear, the facial expressions, the scariness, the dominating bodies <laughs> Killian Dane that's not a dude you want to meet in a alley anywhere nope nope terrifying I thought he was gonna win um like some sort of battle royal or something after they got called up because he's great and where are they in freaking catering doing nothing this is wasteful wasteful they're so good I don't know uh, I agree with you sanity uh you know what? I think they got called up too fast. I think so, um, too. They should have stayed then. I think they should have stayed. And, you know, it's something that I can always kind of get a little bit you – know, I hate using the word salty now because of Lana. But um, <laughs> what, something I can get salty about is the fact that WWE call up people with no plan. Don't call yep. them up. Just don't call them up. If they have to stay in NXT – it ain't the worst thing. At least they'll be utilized in some way every few weeks, even if it's just Quite a so. match or or just, you know, a couple of months, three or four months off of television never hurt anyone in, in the case of where it's going to lead in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanity is the perfect example of people being called up with no plan. No plans, zero plans. And what are they doing? Absolutely nothing. There it is. Do you have one more honorable mention you want to put in? Um, I definitely do. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I could probably talk about this all day. I um, know, it's a good one, huh? Yeah, just because there's so many people that you're just like, oh, man, like just I wish you would just utilize a little better. And because it's out of our control, it's so – it gets a little frustrating. Sure. Um, but for me – um. I know it's easy to what you think about groups and stuff like that, but there's a group that's running around on Monday Night Raw at the moment by the name of the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not going to say the whole Riot Squad in this case. Um, just to kind of throw something else at you, I want to see more from Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. I think that she has a spunk and a spark that you cannot just—it's organic. She has fire. Whether she's, I reckon she could be a kind of great baby face. And I think oh. she can be a great, I think she can be a great heel. Um, the Riot Squad has run its course. I yeah, think. I think so too. And I hate saying it because I'm very scared that you break these three girls up and it's just. We lose them. We lose them. Yeah. Whether it's Ruby there's going to be a breakaway from the group and everyone thinks it's going to be Ruby. And I agree that girl is talented. That girl can speak, that girl can mix it up with anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think Liv is, I hate saying this and you probably like get cross with me here, but <laughs> WWE like to put people on posters. And I think yeah. Liv is a poster girl. I think mm-hmm. you can put Liv and 
not say build your division around Liv Morgan. I'm not saying that at all. But you can chuck her in media. You can chuck her in these things because she has a look. Now, mm-hmm. um, she's not like a model, you know, cookie cut kind of that kind of girl. But mm-hmm. she has like a little bit of a – she's the – you know that you'd go down walking down the street and that's that pretty girl that you'd see and you're like, oh, she's cute. She's got a mm-hmm. sp- spunk about her. And I'm not basing this on looks alone. Please don't think I am. But <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> but, like, you, there is – listen, in some weird form of our brain, if we're not judgmental people, there is always that first thing you see, especially when someone's on television, is what you see in front of them. The first thing you see is their look. And she has a look. And she can get it done in the ring. She hasn't had a lot of opportunity to speak on the mic because Ruby's the one talking. Sure. I would like to see Liv get more of a, you know what? Hey, if she was to get more of a push and it just downright failed, it fails. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I'm 100. This is why she's an honorable mention, not on my forefront of the list, because I am a little bit unsure of what Liv could do on her own. But it's the element of the unknown. I sure. don't know. But I think there's more in there. And, and that's not discrediting Sarah or Ruby, because I think they're the two better workers than Liv. Mm-hmm. But Liv is young. I believe Liv is younger than I am. I'm 23. I think she's younger than me. She has a whole life ahead of her in wrestling. I think so, too. She reminds me of AJ Lee. Hey, she is not a bad one to remind you of. AJ. No, she was wonderful. And that's the character I'm missing. I'm missing that. And I need that back. And I think Liv would be the perfect person to come in. It, it'd be different. It's not going to be the same. Oh, no. But that girl skips already. I'm like looking at her. I'm like, oh, this is it. She does have an appeal. Um, she does. She's appealing. Again, I'm not trying to base this on looks. I'm, I'm really no, not. But I know. It. She does have a look that is different from every other female in that company. She has mm-hmm. a different kind of go. She wrestles differently to everyone else company she doesn't she doesn't listen sometimes like i said wrestling isn't the most important thing in wwe you have to have the whole package to be marketed as a superstar and Liv doesn't go outside of her comfortability zone in the ring and hey Mm -hmm. that's fine you don't have to do that in wwe's world no you you think what you know and you you own what you know um not to sidetrack too much, but I think that's what Bianca Belair does so well is that Quite she's so. green, but she does what she does and she does it the best. Yep. And doesn't go outside of that box. And guess what? That's that to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. To quote Jericho, I'm the best in the world at what I do. Mm-hmm. And that says all you need to know because he's, he's a doing superstar. What he's doing, and he's he's doing what he's doing. And he's the best. There it is. And there's nothing wrong with that for those two. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So to close us out, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we'd like these underutilized talents. Like we said, we could keep going here. This could be like a two-hour episode for real. It could be. It really could (laughs) be. But what I wanted to talk about is how we'd like to see this happen. How do we get our folks onto TV more? Because unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see less of the stables. I don't think we're going to get less promos from like Seth Rollins and stuff like that, which lasts a long time. And, you know, as the champion, I hear that. I do. 
you should have them on TV. They should be there. They should be defending the title more often. I'm cool with that. I don't need 20-minute promos to start off Raw, though. That's what I don't need. And there's timing issues that they could do. The 25 recaps that happen. Maybe you take one out. Take two out. That's like 10 minutes that you can utilize for a match, right? So if we were to do something like that, my first two thoughts were, one, cut those promos down a little bit, the recap ones. We don't need to see everything 25 times. So if we get rid of some of that, we can save some time. And the second thing I thought of were tournaments. Tournaments are fun. Tournaments are engaging. Tournaments get a lot of people TV time. Yep. We just saw on SD Live gauntlet matches. While I don't want to see them all the time, I would love to see them a couple of times per month. Yeah. Maybe like twice. It gives an opportunity for more people to shine, to be showcased, and to get that TV time. It brings more individuals out of the back, and it brings them to the WWE universe. Because you never know who the WWE universe is going to back next. And that's what you should be paying attention to, in my opinion. So my question for you is, how would you like all of these people that we've talked about and haven't even touched yet? Because we, we're running out of time. <laughs> How would you like them to be showcased? Okay, so um, before I answer that question, um, mm-hmm. to your point with tournaments. Yeah. I think they're a brilliant idea. Why that's not my answer, but I think they're a brilliant idea. And, hey, we both subscribe to the WWE Network. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunity that they could record live, taped, whatever. Mm-hmm. tournaments in in wrestling yes. in okay listen if you are gonna if anyone's out there that's listening going but oh yeah that's more production that's more money that they're spending you know what they do they have these things called live events and yeah, they, do. they could easily set up some cameras they don't need big production they don't need anything yep. else and they could run tournaments at live events it, it is a way for going hey if you want to watch these people that maybe aren't getting the a lot of time on Raw or SmackDown, um, you know, watch on a Thursday night. We're in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and where, you know, this is we're gonna have an eight-person tournament tonight. Mm-hmm. Does it mean a lot? Maybe not. Um, but it it gives us a chance to go. Hey, look at Apollo Cruz. He did well in that tournament. I want to see him on Raw. Then yep. he's got an opportunity to go on Raw or go on SmackDown and say, hey, did you see that WWE Network special on on Raw, uh, on on the network on Friday night? Oh, I, I won that. Mm-hmm. You know, long term, it may help him, it may not, but it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity yep. to show your stuff. And they don't have to worry about, you know, time constraints and stuff like sure. that in the sense of, you're on a live event. It's a little more free-flowing. Yeah, you've got a time limit, but you don't have to worry about all these promos and ads and everything in between. Sure. Um, so to your point, that is a great idea. But to answer your question, to utilize more talent, um, you know, you talk about taking out recaps and cutting down promos and stuff like that. All these talent need, it doesn't even need to be a matter of cutting too much out because I know how WWE are. They want... They're they're Mm -hmm. catering to casual fans. And I try to get into the mindset of that when I'm watching 
I think that's why, you know, I've been told so many times by people how positive I am towards you especially are. the WWE product. Mm-hmm. It's because when I watch this product, I try to get in the mindset of a casual fan. Mm-hmm. I know WWE, at the end of the day, are not marketing to me. They're not mm-hmm. marketing to that hardcore fan. For the most part. Sometimes, sure, they are. Mm-hmm. They have elements of that. But for the majority of time, they're trying to get new people to watch the product. And as a business... I can't hate that. As a company, mm-hmm. I can't hate that. So I try to get in the mindset of a casual fan. And they're not going to cut out 20-minute Seth Rollins promos or 25 recaps because they're trying to get new people to watch. However, mm-hmm. they can cut down – a promo only needs to last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds of your time to go, damn, I like Ruby Riot. What's mm-hmm. her go? What's her situation? Hey, if Ruby Riot's not in a match for another four weeks, that's 30. That's two minutes in four weeks. In one month, you can get two minutes of promo time on four episodes of Raw. Mm-hmm. Two there minutes. Two minutes is might not sound like much to a casual fan. Mm-hmm. It might not sound like much to people that don't r- watch wrestling. Two minutes isn't a long time in general, but in wrestling, two <laughs> minutes is a long time. Yeah, that is that is four separate promos over four weeks. That's four weeks you're constantly on television. That's four weeks people are learning what you sound like. That's four people. Uh, that's four weeks of people learning what you look like. Therefore, yep. when you have a match, people go, "I've been listening to Callisto talk for four weeks. What's his deal? Let's see if he can win this match. Oh, he didn't mm-hmm. win this match. There's another. There's five weeks you're on television." Five weeks to me yeah. is better than nothing. And then you get another opportunity and you get more people doing this. And then your 30 seconds turn into 60 seconds, which turns into a minute 20, which turns into two minutes. And before you know it, you're going for the IC title. You're going for the women's title. You're going for the tag sure. team titles. I think in that sense, you don't need to cut it. Therefore, it doesn't cut a lot out of the show. It doesn't It doesn't take away time from you know the top stars that they're building around. To this, I think a lot of the problem is that talent aren't in this day and age just aren't as hungry or they aren't as they're too mm. worried about losing what they have by taking a chance. You know, Chris Jericho, I love to bits. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I've watched his mm-hmm. his network special and his DVDs, and he said that he used to go up to Eric Bischoff. I know it's a different land now and there's other things that go on, but he used to go up to Eric Bischoff and say, hey, can I have 20 seconds after I match just to talk? Um, And Eric would go, yeah, no worries. Just keep it short and sweet. Done. I think it's always better to ask for forgiveness than beg for permission. I always think that you should be – I always think that you should be going – out of your way to not do something, you know, that's crazy and it's going to get you in trouble, but push the envelope a little bit. you got to stick with the parameters of what you know is your character and what you know is the WWE system. Don't go around, you know, swearing and doing all this kind of crap, but, you know, push the envelope a little bit because the worst thing that can happen is that some agent comes to this wrestler and goes, hey, maybe scale it back a little bit. 
No mm-hmm. worries. At least I tried. I got 20 seconds on TV. That's even if only one person is talking about it, they're going, hey, I want to see what Dana Brooke can do this week because she had cut an amazing, you know, she captivated me for 20 or 30 seconds last week. Let's see her get in the ring or let's start getting a push. And then all of a sudden you have people yeah. talking about that person. So I think talent needs to push the envelope a little bit more, in my opinion. Man, see, this is why I asked you to be on. This is it, people. I hope you're listening, <laughs> Queen's Courtiers. This guy right here, I can't. That was brilliant. Thank you oh, for thank sharing you. that. I just like to, I just, yeah, some people, you know, the internet is can be great. Social media can be great. I think it has a lot of pros, but it does have a lot of cons. And, I mean, this is a different topic, but, I mean, people um, are so negative and when I have these conversations with people, people tell me to F off a lot because they don't get in that mindset of WWE are not catering to that person. They're not catering to us. They're catering right. to, they try to cater to everybody and people just can't get in that mindset of a casual fan. But sometimes I just watch wrestling that way. It's a lot more fun. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. And I'm trying to adopt a similar mentality and trying to be a little less critical and being a little more open-minded and thinking Cr- about, critical. okay. Critical isn't a bad thing. I'm critical. No, I don't think it's a bad critical. thing. No, but I just, don't. There's an If you're only watching with the intention of WWE better give me what I want. Yeah, that's WWE, not- that's, you're not, you shouldn't be watching, especially WWE's product if you're in that mindset because – you're not going to have a very experience. <laughs> just, I just take the journey as it comes. And sure, there's times where I'm pissed. I'm pissed off. You've heard yeah. me being pissed off before. I have, but, yes. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not a crazy person. I get angry at it. But I just try to watch it for what it is. Just what's on my screen. Just try to be 10 right. years old watching wrestling. Yeah. And, th- and that's more what I mean, right? I, yeah. I like to criticize and be critical because I, I want something better. And it's not because I hate WWE. I, I love WWE. I wouldn't be here talking with you if I didn't. Um, I just want better things. That's all. And yeah, as a I'm hardcore saying. fan, that's what I'm looking for. But what I mean is adopting more of that casual fan mentality, I think would help me enjoy it for what it is a little bit more. And that's why I admire your, your positive mentality. <laughs> I don't mean to, yeah, I don't mean <laughs> to say it in a way of like, oh, these no. hardcore fans. I'm a hardcore fan. I no, am. I I'm very much that passionate wrestling fan. I, I just happen to be one of those passionate wrestling fans that my main passion for wrestling is WWE. And a lot of people call me insane for that. Yeah, I've had many right. times where people are like, man, if you're a true wrestling fan, you wouldn't be only watching WWE. And I'm like, I mean, that's what I grew up on. And it's a constant mm-hmm. in my life. And WWE has always kind of been there. Why let go of it? You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you don't have to. Forget them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to. to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you do. I just, Josh. I, I just, um, it's, it is, when we talk about underutilized stars, that's the kind of stuff that fires me up and I want more sure. for these people. But I just try to get in the mindset of what WWE is as a business. And mm-hmm. sometimes we can't have everything we want, but, um, it's still, it's still not to say that these people will not get opportunities. Talent need to really step up their game in a lot of way yes. and, Push yeah. that on, like the opportunities that they get, they have to knock it out of the park. Yeah, no, I totally agree here, and hopefully that's what we'll start seeing. <laughs> yeah, I hope so well, too. 
Yeah, I really, I'm hoping so. <laughs> but we, we shall certainly see. My friend, thank you so very much for joining me today on Queen's Court for Put Me In, Vince. I hope you're listening, pal. We have a couple good ideas for you. But Josh, will you please tell Queen's Courtiers where they can find you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Wrestling Reverb. Um, I'm always engaging on Twitter. Queen can back me up on this. I'm always very open to talking about people. My DMs are open. If you want to chat yes. wrestling, whatever it may be, I'm always down. You can find me on Instagram at Wrestling Reverb. You can like my Facebook page, which is Wrestling Reverb. And then, of course, you can listen to um, my show Fridays on Brain Buster Radio. And um, I put out a couple episodes a week. Usually Monday or the Tuesdays, I usually put out an episode with my host, co-host Kevin Carroll. He's a great dude. Um, and you can find that wherever podcasts are found. I've pretty much got it everywhere. You are everywhere, and it's wonderful. <laughs> and I hope you guys follow Josh, listen to Wrestling Reverb. He and Kevin are a delight. I watched and watched and listened to their stuff. I watch your live stuff. You know I do. Um <laughs> Your little live videos just make me so happy. But <laughs> they do such cool things over at Wrestling Reverb. The Reverb Rewinds are some of my favorite things. So please do check them out. And shout out to Kevin. I know he's not here, but we'll talk soon, pal. I promise. Oh, he's and great. He kept, shout out to Kevin. I love Kevin a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, Josh. Well, thanks so much for joining me for this really important chat. And I'm sure we'll have to do a part two since we have so many people. How about uh here's here's a little here's a little exclusive for all your listeners. How oh, about to, to to uh to get a little uh brainbuster feel going on here? How about we do a part two over on Wrestling Reverb in the next couple of weeks and we uh mix it up a little bit. Come into my land, Queen. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It would be my absolute pleasure. I'm I'm all ears, whenever you want to. So all your <laughs> listeners, please um, follow my stuff so you know when Queen's coming over to coming over to Reverb Land. That's right. Make sure you're out for that. Give us a shout on Twitter. Let me know how you like this episode. And I'm going to come back at you with some Queen's Courtier's questions before we totally sign off. But thanks again, Josh. No worries. Any time you want to, I'm always down. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Have a good one. You too. Alright, it's now time for the Queen's Courtier's Questions segment, and I have a few very interesting questions to bring to you today. The first is from Jeff Johnstone Jr., Stone 3 on Twitter. He asks, if Brock doesn't come back, should he be considered for the Hall of Fame next year? I mean, the guy's obviously going to go in. I don't know if he's really done, though, with the company, so... I can't really quite say if they're going to put him in next year, but if he's done done, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in, maybe not next year, but the year after, perhaps. But if he's not done, I'd say mm, within the next five to seven years, he will be definitely in the Hall of Fame, given all of his accolades, both in WWE, MMA, UFC, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I think. Thanks for the question. The next question is from Wilf over at Brainbuster Radio from that account. He asked, would you watch hashtag WeLC again? And hell yes, I would from Extreme Rules in 2014. 
I would absolutely watch it again and enjoy it as much as I did the first time. Thanks, Wilf. Fowl Original asked, if you could take one thing you liked from wrestling as a kid and apply it to today's product, what would it be? Well, thanks, Fowl. This is a really cool question. I think for me, I really want the Attitude Era back but that's not the thing that I would apply to today's product. Today, I really want my pyro back. God damn it, give me my pyro. <laughs> Is that like so childlike? I don't know. But as a kid, I remember turning on Monday Night Raw and watching all of this crazy stuff popping off, these fireworks, it was amazing. The other thing I would bring back is Monday Night Wars and King of the Ring, just saying. Thanks, Fowl. Okay, babies, that's going to do it for the Queen's Courtier section. Trying to keep the questions short this week because my other episodes have been a little long, but I appreciate all who sent in their questions. It's now time for the Jester and Crown of the Week, and this week's Jester is going to none other than Stephanie McMahon's acid wash jeans from last week's Monday Night Raw, Young Lady. Get rid of those. Burn them. Put them in the dumpster fire, please. I never want to see those things again. Hashtag wrestling fashion. Now on to my crown of the week. Oh, yes, queen. (laughs) Yes, that's right. My crown of the week. And that has to go to my pal of the queen and pup connection. JPQ from No Particular Angle gets my crown this week for finally convincing me after all this time to hashtag watch stardom. And I dabbled, you know, we talked about it in a couple episodes prior that he convinced me to watch stardom. Well, I really dove in, honey. And for that reason alone, JPQ, you're getting my crown of the week for introducing me to these fine ladies. And that brings me to the close of this week's episode of Queen's Court. I hope you loved it. I had so much fun talking with Josh. Shout out to him. Check him out on Wrestling Reverb every Friday on Brain Buster Radio and a bunch of all the other great things he does. You guys, what a fun one. And I cannot wait to talk to you on the next one. I have something so special planned for episode five. You're gonna love it. I promise. So please head over to Brain Buster Radio on any major platform that you listen to, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, wherever, and give us those big thumbs up, subscribes, five-star rating reviews to get us heard by more people. Get that algorithm going. Please follow me at the Queen of NE on Twitter, at X the Queen of NE on Instagram. And if you want to have your voice heard, send me those questions in very short MP3s to at X the Queen of NE at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you, my Queen's courtiers. As always, have a wonderful rest of your day, and please be kind to one another. Hey, Russ.
wrestling fans, are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down, from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT, you belong with us at DYWTSB. Join host Mort with Pops, James E., and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you there. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.